Hello, my name is Jordan Tardo, and I'm the lead pastor at Experience Church. I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I hope this message blesses you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it strengthens you for what God has called you to today. But first, in a series called But First, there are so many things that pull us in so many different directions. There are so many things that keep every single person in this room, all of us watching online, there are so many things that keep us busy and can keep us to the place of where we get so caught up in what we're doing that we can sometimes almost miss or forget the most important things. And so God kind of put this but first thought in my, in my heart as this concept of, okay, yeah, we're getting pulled all these ways. Yeah, we're so busy. We have all these things going on, but first. But first, before we get pulled in all those directions, before we make all these relational decisions, before we do all these things fun and all the different things we may need to do and work and jobs and, and school and all the things we have in family, but first, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, many of you know this scripture, it's a very famous scripture, it says, but first, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. But seek first the kingdom of God. God desires for us but to first, before we get caught up in everything with life, but first to seek him. Why is this? One, because the Bible says he's a jealous God. He is a God that desires relationship with you and I. He's a jealous God. But not only that, not only is it for us to, to honor him with, but also he, if we seek him first, everything else is going to be okay. We can sometimes get so caught up and so anxious in what's happening tomorrow when if we would just seek him first, he'll take care of tomorrow. Come on, somebody. Seek first the kingdom of God. Today, I want to talk to you about the first thing we should do, but first, and that is this. We should pray and we should fast. I want to talk to you about praying and fasting today. I know a lot of people are planning on fasting with us, and some people may not know the reasons why we fast, and so we're going to kind of break those things down today. I want to read a scripture to you in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5. This is Jesus. He's speaking about praying and fasting. It says this, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray, go into your room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on, keep on, do not keep on babbling like pagans do, for they, keep, they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not like, be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask. Just a couple of scriptures later, he breaks down in verse 16. He starts talking about fasting. He says, and also when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites, for they disfigure their faces and their fasting may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your feet, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by the Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Jesus is talking about praying and fasting. In this biblical time, what would happen is these religious leaders, they would get on the street corners and they would, they'd be wearing sackcloth and they'd be, their hair would be all messed up and they, they'd be wearing ashes and they'd be crying out to God in the streets, crying and, and everybody would know, oh, they're 
so spiritual because they're praying and fasting. Who, wow. And Jesus says, wait a minute, let's not do it that way. He actually calls these people hypocrites because he knows because they're doing it in public, but what they're doing behind closed doors doesn't match up with what they're doing in public. And so he says, don't be like that. He says, when you pray, close your door. Get in your room, shut your door where no one can see you but the Father. And what you, as you pray, the Bible says in secret, he will reward you. Then he says, and when you fast, don't be like these hypocrites, these religious leaders that are letting everyone see them. And oh my goodness, they're fasting. Oh wow, they are so spiritual. No, but he says, but pick yourself up. Wash your face, get yourself looking nice and go throughout your day. Why? Because the only reward you will get when everyone sees and you all, all just talking about your fasting, only the reward you will get is that, is that, that people will see you. He says, but if you want a true reward, go in secret, fast in secret, and let God be the one that you're fasting for. And so I want to talk to you today from a few biblical principles that I see in this scripture that I think will help us as we start out our year with first praying and fasting. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 5, it says this, and when you pray, and when you pray. I love this. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 16, it says, and when you fast, and when you pray, and when you fast. I love this. You know, Jesus doesn't say, if you pray. He doesn't say, if you fast. He says, when. Praying and fasting is a spiritual discipline. Praying and fasting is not an option. We oftentimes think, oh, we got to read the Bible. Oh, we got to pray. Oh, this is so important. And then fasting is almost like this option of maybe we'll fast if we feel like it. I don't know about you, but I never feel like not eating. I've never woke up one day and been like, yes, I don't want to eat today. No, in fact, if I know I'm going to a, to a dinner that night when I wake up and I know it's a place I like, I'm like, I'm about to be eating good tonight, 17 hours later. Maybe not 17 hours, I'd be getting up real early. But what does this show us? It's this show us this concept that we think sometimes, oh yeah, okay, we pray and fast, and yeah, if I feel, I mean, we pray and read, but then if I feel like fasting, no, fasting is just as important and just as much of a spiritual discipline as praying and as reading. He says, when you pray, when you fast, we have to understand that praying and fasting is not this, this exemption of, or, or this, 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 this thought process of if we feel like it. It's in fact an expectation. Jesus doesn't say you must pray and fast. He says, when you pray and fast, meaning this, he did not give it to us as a commandment, but he gave it to us as an expectation. It's like your relationship with your spouse. For those of you that are married in the room, if you're dating someone, it's like your relationship with your dating partner. There is an expectation of communication. When you date someone or when you get married and you're up on the, on the, on the aisle or, or the little whatever you're at, you know, and you're, you're holding your spouse's hand and you're looking at in their eye and your eyes are all sparkly and you're just, ah, and you're so happy. The person doesn't say, okay, I command you to communicate. You don't look at your spouse and say, I'm marrying you and I, and I command you to communicate with me. No, but there is an expectation of communication. Why? Because every person in a relationship knows a healthy relationship has 
healthy communication. This is what praying is. God is giving us, Jesus is giving us this spiritual discipline because it's an expectation of knowing our relationship with him is healthy. And so the expectation is healthy communication. That's prayer. Then in a relationship, it's the same thing. when When you're with your spouse, you're in a dating relationship, there's this expectation of compromising with one another to make it work. If you've been in a relationship for very long, especially those that are married, you know you have to compromise some things in order to take care of your spouse. If you're not very good at compromising, I tell people this all the time in, in our, in our, in our, uh, in our uh, premarital counseling. If you're not very good at compromising or don't desire to compromise, you're not going to be very good at being, being married. Why? Because there's this compromising of I have to let go of some things in order to please my spouse. Why? Not because I have to. There's not a commandment, but it's because I desire to because I desire that relationship to be healthy. It's the same thing with fasting. When we fast, we're giving things up. We're saying, God, I'm letting these things go for a period of time. Why? Not because you command me to, but because I desire to please you. And I know what I give you is not going to please you. That's not what it's about. It's not earning, but it's about my desire to say, I'm going to let some things go because I desire to show you and desire to focus on you and not focus on these things I'm giving up during this period of time. So it shows us the importance of the spiritual discipline. It's not, a, it's not a, a commandment, but it's an expectation. Every Christian, every believer, all of us in this room, everybody watching online, if you call yourself a follower of Christ, a disciple, a Christian, then there has to be a process in our lives where we allow ourselves opportunities to read the word, to pray, and to fast. There should be a routine in our lives of where we're praying, we're reading, and we're fasting. It's not just this, oh, we have to because we want to be good Christians. No, we want to, we desire to because we desire to have a healthy relationship with him. If our relationship with God is not healthy, our relationships with others are not going to be healthy. If our relationship with God is not healthy, guess what? Everything around us is not going to be healthy because we're not healthy. He's the one that makes us healthy. It's a spiritual discipline. The purpose of the spiritual discipline is so that we would continue to build our relationship with him and grow closer to him in our lives. It's so important that we do this. And so here's what I wrote down. It, it's, it, it's, here's what you need. You need three things to know. Okay, here's what it is. Well, this is the questions you should ask yourself when you're thinking about and praying about fasting. Here's the question. Why am I fasting? What is the reason behind why I'm fasting? There are many reasons all throughout the scriptures. We'll talk about them in a moment. Moment. There's all kind of texts on different reasons why people fast. The scripture says over 70 times in the Old Testament and New Testament, the Bible talks about fasting. It's an important spiritual discipline. And it talks about people fast for direction. People fast for understanding. People fast for words from God. People fast for healing. There's all different reasons why people fast. And so fasting, what is fasting? I'm glad you asked. Fasting is for a period of time, I'm giving something up to allow myself to spend my time and my energy and my thought processes on God during that time period. Okay, so oftentimes we say, this is it. Why am I fasting? Because there's a reason. But then not only why am I fasting, then I have to also say, okay, what am I fasting? What am I giving to God during this period of time? And I would say, all of us in this room, we should have, again, a lifestyle of fasting where it's not just, okay, the church is, pr- is praying and fasting for 21 days, so now I'm going to pray and fast for 21 days, and then for the rest of the year, oh, thank God I can eat whatever I want. 
No, it should be this lifestyle of where, okay, that we're, we're praying, I'm believing, that as we walk through this prayer and fasting, you see the benefits of it in your life. You see the closeness and experience God in a new way to where then you say, you know what, I want to do this more often in my life. I want to do this every month, maybe once a month or twice a month, or maybe I give up lunch or, uh, once a week or whatever it may be for you, whatever your fast may be. But my prayer is that this would almost ignite something in all of us to where we say, we're going to start doing this as a lifestyle. Why? Because we see the importance of it as a spiritual discipline in our lives. It's praying and it's fasting. It's praying and it's fasting. And so why, what am I fasting? What am I giving up? I will say this, for those who are young people in the room, oftentimes young people give up social media. It's a big distraction, we know that, and I'm all for that. Give up social media if you want, but a lot of times people say, I'm giving up social media. And then I ask, okay, uh, what kind of food are you giving up? And they're like, I'm just eating whatever I want, I'm just giving up social media. And that's fine, but let me tell you, the original intent of fasting was food. Okay, so I would, everybody in the room, if you plan on joining us, I'm not forcing you to join us. It's up to you, whatever you want to do. Everybody online, if you, it's, it's between you and the Lord. But if you plan on fasting, I would encourage you. It needs to have something to do with food, at least something, a meal. You know, there's a Daniel fast where you can just do vegetables. There's, there's all different things. You can fast from, people do from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. And that you do whatever you want, however you, God tells you to fast, whatever you feel like God's asking you to do, but it needs to be something to do with food. And then when I give up lunch, okay, when I give up lunch, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm not just gonna give up lunch and just chill. No, I'm gonna give up lunch. And so now, and I'm gonna spend that lunchtime reading my word and praying, seeking God. I'm not just doing something, I'm, I'm not just removing something, I'm filling something with it. it. The purpose of it is to draw me closer to the Lord and focus my attention and energy on God more. And so it's not just, okay, I'm fasting because I feel like going on a diet, I need to lose some weight. Come on, somebody. It's not that. That's, we're not just really spiritual dieters, you know what I'm saying? Like what it is, is I'm giving something up and as I give it, now what I'm doing is I'm gonna seek God during that time. It, you may give up meats and you may really like meat. Maybe for 21 days, I'm gonna give up meat. That's great. Well, here's what I do. We're like, oh, well, it's not a period of time. Well, here's what I do. Every time you think about meat, take 30 seconds and just give it to God. Lord, I'm just, I'm trusting you today with, what my, with my life. I thought about my food. So you know what, God? It just gives me an opportunity to change my thought process and think of you. Does that make sense? Whatever it may be, it can't just be we have a reason and we can't just remove something. We also have to fill something. Fill that space in that time with seeking the Lord in your life. For those in the room that are married, maybe your marriage is kind of on hinge and, and unhinging, unhinging, excuse me. And maybe you need to fast and pray, both of you together, about God restoring your relationship. I don't know what it is you're fasting for, but I do know there, sh do know there should be a target in what you're seeking God for in your life. Make sense? It's a spiritual discipline. I would recommend it. I would, I would I'd encourage you to join us and I believe it's gonna be a great time. Matthew chapter six and verse six, it says, but when you pray, go into your room and close the door and pray to the father who is unseen. Go into your room, close the door and pray to the father who is unseen. Matthew chapter six and verse 16, it says, and when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites for they disfigure their faces and that their fasting may be seen by others. Praying and fasting, it's a spiritual discipline, but it's also a private matter. It's a private matter. He says, go, close your door. Go, go to the God that is unseen. Then he says, go in secret. And he says, don't, don't be looking like the hypocrites all gloomy. He said, but you know, go, go and fast by those that are not being seen or you're not seeing you. He says, and don't do it like the ones that are doing it so that they can be seen. 
It's a private matter. Here's what I know. Praying and fasting is between you and God. Our church, our our leaders, our teams, no one is going to come to you and say, hey, so what are you fasting? Oh, you're not fasting? No, 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 no. We're not going to come to you and say, you haven't been praying and fasting? Get out. Don't come back. That's not it. Praying and fasting is between you and God. So I encourage you as you seek God to say, okay, God, what are you asking of me? And I love this in Matthew chapter six and verse 16. It says this, when you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. Do not look gloomy. I love the word gloomy. Like y'all know when, when we get hungry, we start getting a little gloomy. We have a word for it here on the, in this world. It's called hangry. Y'all know what I'm saying? Like fasting does not give you the right to be mean, Okay. Like, well, I've been fasting all day. Shut up. That's not how it is. That's not what it is. Like, you go to your spouse. Your spouse gets home, and you're like, just don't talk to me. I haven't eaten yet. Okay, well, wait a second. Wait a second. You're ruining the purpose here. Here's what it is. It's, I love it. Just because we're hangry or we get frustrated, and here's what we do. Here's what I do. This is what I used to do all the time, and this shame on me. God, forgive me, okay? Like, I used to all day when I would fast, all day I'd just walk around, I'm so hungry, like somebody would be talking to me, oh, I'm so hungry. Oh, and I was, and I, I was, okay? I'm not that I was lying, but I was sitting here complaining about hungry, being hungry. And here's what Jesus says. Oh my goodness. He slaps all of us in the face. He says, if you do this, this is the only reward you will receive. Meaning this, the only re- reward for being hungry that I'm receiving is being hungry. Being hungry is not a reward. It's terrible. Maybe I like food too much. But here's what it is. Here's what what happens. Oftentimes, because we, again, we let our emotions or our feelings rule us, and so we just kind of blurp them out, blur them out, and all. And next thing you know, it's like that's the reward we're getting. No, it doesn't mean that you can't tell someone, oh, yeah, I'm fasting today, so I'm not going to eat, or you can't tell your coworker. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying being legalistic because if somebody says, oh, why aren't you eating? And you're like, can't say anything. (laughs) Don't talk to me. That's not what I'm saying. That's so weird. Oh, my gosh. What I'm talking about is where we make it this dramatic scene and almost where we point back to us where we feel like we're being spiritual because we're that. No, it's not we're trying to do this because we feel spiritual. We're doing this because we desire to grow in our relationship with the Lord. For those of you that plan on fasting, social media, one of the things you can fast, that's great. One of the things you can give up, that's great. Don't go on social media and say, oh, see you in 21 days. There are so many people, I'm stepping toes on, I'm sorry. It's like, it's like you get on, it's like one last selfie, like, gonna be gone for 21 days fasting. Chick! Like, 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 okay, now I can turn it off. Like, I'm sorry, I love you, but you're kind of defeating the purpose. Here's the thing, the fact that we think we are that important where we need to inform people we're not gonna be on social media might be the reason why we need to fast social media. And I know I'm being funny. I know I'm being funny. And I'm, I'm, I'm not picking on anybody that's done that. I don't know if you have. If you have, we're praying for you. Praise God. That's a joke. Okay. But here's what it is. It's, I'm not, people are like, I'm never coming back to this church. 
And so here's what it is. Here's what I'm saying. Here's the bottom line of it. The bottom line of it is it, it's between you and God. So what is God challenging you with? And if you do that, I, I, I pray that you would be obedient to that. And I believe if you do that, you're going to see God move in your life. It's a private matter. Very quickly, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6, it says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Who is unseen. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 17 says, When you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by your Father who is in secret. Unseen and in secret. Unseen and in secret. See, here's what praying and fasting is. It's a spiritual discipline. It's a private matter, but it's also a perspective change. He talks about us not seeing with our natural eyes, seeing, go to the private and go to the, uh, your God who is unseen. It's not this seeing with my eyes. It's this seeing with my heart and my faith. I need a perspective change. I've seen so much with what's going on in my culture and my world and what's going on in my life and all these things that I'm seeing. Now I need to go away and just be seen in, by a God who is unseen. I need to focus my attention on a God and my eyes on a God who is unseen. Colossians chapter three and verse two, it says this. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things on this earth. It's this perspective change. I'm not going to focus on the things of this earth and these around me, but I'm going to focus on things that are above, on God and seeking him. Because I know if I do that, God's going to begin to change things in my life. Dieting, I wrote this down, dieting changes my image. If I go on a diet, God begins to shape I begin to shape the way that I look physically, my image. But praying and fasting changes my image of God. Dieting changes my image, but when I pray and fast, I begin to shift my perspective on my image of who God is in my life. Dieting changes how I look. Praying and fasting changes how I see. Praying and dieting changes how I look. But praying and fasting changes how I see things on this earth. And, you know, it's so important that we want to understand this. And God gave me this illustration this week. It's like this, this phone. You know, I got a brand new uh, iPhone something up here, somebody's phone up here, an iPhone 13, I think it is, or 18 or whatever number they're at now. Praise God for iPhones. And then I have this really old one that is cracked and broken, but praise God for that. We're not going to talk about that today. But it's this really old phone. And here's the thing. These are the same phones. Oh, no, 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 it's a different model. Yeah, I know, but they're both still iPhones. Here's what the Lord was showing me. This iPhone is an old one. I don't know if it's a four, five, six, three, two. I don't know what it is, but it's one of the old ones, okay? And then this one right here is a new one. Now here, it's the same phone, but yet they, are, they look different. Not only do they look different, they, they work and function differently. I took a picture. We took a picture with the 13 right here. This one, if you want to pull up the 13 picture for me, show it on the, on the old screens for me there. Uh, sister in the Lord, praise God. Do you have this picture? Do we have it? Are we pulling it? There it is. There's the picture. Okay, we took a picture with the screen. Uh, and it's small group Exco right outside. We're just promoting small groups. We hope you join a small group uh, and connect in a small group. Took a picture of that, but then we took a picture with the old phone. Take, check a, take a look at the old phone picture. Here we go. There it is. Praise God for the old phone picture. Now, here's what's interesting. Okay, for those that are in the back or those that still need glasses, the first one's blurrier than the second one, okay? Okay, here's what it is. This, this, this picture, check this out, check this out. When this phone came out, this is what I would the Lord show me. When this phone came out and we were all taking pictures. Now, I remember taking pictures on my razor. Somebody come on, help me out. Y'all know what I'm saying? Y'all know what I'm saying? Like it was the first colored phone picture screen. It was like, flip it. And then when you hit, it took like 14 seconds to like actually show you the picture. Anyways, it doesn't matter. Okay, so here's the thing. When we first took these, 
Everybody was like, oh, wow, look at the clarity. Like, man, the new, have you gotten the new iPhone? The pictures, this camera, it is so nice. Now, five years, six years, 10 years, however old it is, now you look at it and you're like, that, that camera, that phone is a piece of junk. And you're like, let me take you with a new picture. And you hit it. I, if, I think of like video games. For those that played video games when you were younger, like I did, like the old Nintendo, come on somebody. Like you go back and play old Nintendo. Back then, I thought these graphics are sick. You know what I'm saying? Now you go back and you're like, I don't know which one's who. I don't, can't even tell the difference because the images are so blurry. Here's what the Lord was showing me. Oftentimes, this is how we are spiritually. See, Praying and fasting shifts the way that we see things. See, God is wanting us to see clearly, but oftentimes what we're doing is, we'll go back to the picture. Don't go back, go back to the picture, please. Oftentimes what we're doing is we're oftentimes living or standing on a word that we received in 1999, that we received in 2020. See, here's what the Lord was showing me. Your, God's word in 2020, not, his, not the Bible, I'm not talking about the Bible, but a word he gave you in 2020 does not sustain you in 2022. And you need a new clear picture of what God is saying for you today. If not, here's what happens. Over time, the picture gets blurry and it causes us to not be able to see things correctly. And next thing you know, we're making decisions based on how we feel and not our faith because we've not gotten a new word, a new fresh revelation from him. This is why praying and fasting is so important. It's not just, oh, I did it in 1999. No, we needed a word in 2020 for 2020. We need a word in 2022 for 2022. This is why we seek him because we know when he speaks to us, we get fresh vision for where we're going and headed. This is why it's important. The Lord will show me this is so valuable for us. And so it's not like, oh yeah, we pray and fast, hoping for a word, hoping God's gonna speak, hoping God's gonna move. No, I, here's where I'm at. I can't last on 2021's word. I can't last on 2021's revelation. I need God now. I need God today in my relationships. I need God today in my vision. I need today God today in my faith to build me and encourage me. I need God today. What he said in 2020 was great, but we're in 2022. Come on, somebody. Is this all right? It's a perspective change. When I seek God, when I pray and fast, I get excited. It's not, oh, I gotta give up food. No, I get excited. Why? Because I know God's gonna give me clarity for where it is that he's taking me. Everybody in this room, he's got a plan and a purpose for you. And he wants to speak to you. Oh, I've never really heard God. All good. Even more reason to pray and fast. Because as you pray and fast, I believe God's going to speak to you in this, this year and give you clarity for your life. As we close today, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6, it says, but when you pray, go into the room, close your door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what is done in secret will, will reward you. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 18, that your fasting may not be seen by others, but by the Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. Praying and fasting, it's a spiritual discipline. It's a private matter. It shifts, it shifts our perspective, but it also brings breakthrough. It brings breakthrough. Both times, Jesus says he will reward us. There is this reward, this breakthrough that happens when we're willing to seek God in prayer and fasting. 
Oh, well, well, you're saying that when you're, you're praying and fasting because you want God to do something? I'm not saying that. We seek God because we love him, but the reward of us loving him and seeking him, he brings breakthrough in our lives. All throughout the scripture, all throughout the scripture, Ezra actually, in fact, 8, verse 23, it says, so we fasted and earnestly prayed that our God would take care of us, and he heard our prayers. We fasted and we prayed and God heard us all throughout the scripture. I can, I'm reminded of the scripture in the, with the Israelites. They're seeking God. They're wondering what's going on. And all throughout the Old Testament, they're trying to get God to bring, give them direction. They're trying to get God to speak to them. And so they fast. Uh, I, Esther, we all know the story of Esther. She fasted and her and all her people fast for three days for protection and for favor from the king. And uh, Jesus with his disciples, the disciples are praying for someone. And God says that he can't be delivered. And so they bring him to Jesus and Jesus delivers him and they say why why couldn't we do this and he says this is only done by praying and fasting for those of you in the room maybe you've been seeking victory in your life deliverance in your life for something that maybe addiction or maybe something you've been walking through and you're like I don't know why God hasn't allowed me to be freed from this maybe it's time for you to start saying you know what I'm going to step back I'm going to pray and I'm going to fast here's going to be a purpose and a vision for me as I, I fast this year I'm going to find victory in this area of my life why because the reward of praying and fasting there is breakthrough that comes in our lives there is a benefit spiritually for us as we pray and fast it's not just do it we see God rewards those who seek him it's all throughout the scripture we think I think of Jesus when he's praying and fasting for 40 days in the wilderness the Bible says that the devil tempts him we all know the scripture, the devil tempts him three different times and the Bible says he finds victory over that temptation. I believe this, that as we fast, God can give us victory over some of the temptations in our lives. It's so important that we would seek God. In Acts, they says that they pray and they fast for direction on where to send Paul and Barnabas. I got it right here in healing. David, he was seeking healing for those around him and so he prays and he fasts. All throughout the scripture, we see God rewarding those who seek him in praying and fasting. There is this benefit that comes if we're willing to be a people that say, God, I'm gonna seek you. Yeah, I know I got a lot of things going on. I'm being pulled all different directions and I know I'm so busy and I know I'm trying to get the new year started. I'm trying to find a new rhythm, but first, let the rhythm start with seeking him and praying and fasting. What if we set these next 21 days up as an opportunity for us to make a shift for all of 2022? What if we allowed it to become a rhythm in our lives where we pray daily and we seek him daily and we fast? What if we became, allowed it to become a rhythm in our lives where it's not just an add-on, but it's part of who we are and what we do? I would encourage everybody in the room we all serve a God who loves us. And again, we, there's nothing we can do. Let me say this for those that are wondering where I'm at. There's nothing you can do to earn his love. There's nothing we can, there's no amount of praying and no amount of fasting we can do to earn forgiveness and relationship. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about that at all. In fact, the Bible says that there's no works. The Bible says that it's because of his works. The grace that he gave us that we are now able to, be, to receive him and be in relationship with him. But after we receive him, now the Bible says that there's this walking out process where now we desire and we live to seek him in our lives. Maybe you're walking through something in your life relationally, your spouse, 
Say, I don't, I, I, we're at the breaking point. I would encourage you to pray and fast. Maybe you're at the place in your life where financially you just don't know how you're going to make it. You don't see what the next step is and you don't know where you're going. I would encourage you. Pray and fast. Maybe you're single in the room and you've been praying and you've been wondering, God, where is my, where's my boo? God, where, where is he or she? What, what's, God, what, what's going on? I would encourage you. Pray and fast. Seek the Lord first. And I promise you this. If you're a person that seeks God first, I promise you, he's going to take care of every one of our needs. Let us be a church that starts. It's not an add-on. It's not an, oh, when I'm told to. It's not an, oh, yeah, because the church is. No, let us be a body of believers that starts with seeking him. And I'm telling you, I promise you, if we do this, at the end of 2022, we'll look back and we'll see the blessings and the reward. When I say blessing, I'm not talking about money. It may be money for somebody, but I'm not talking about money. What I'm saying about blessing is we'll see the breakthrough that I believe we were looking for because we desired and chose to seek him first. Let us be a church that starts with seeking him. Amen. Can we pray today? Father, I thank you.